Thank you, Josh. to change my intro up just a little bit after that song. Wasn't that a great song? Are you surrendered to Jesus? Have you surrendered everything to him tonight? And uh, I just ask that you would think about that as we go through uh, this scripture. How many of you, uh, Wednesday night is just a great time to come and, and get encouragement, right? How many of you need a little encouragement tonight? Yeah. If somebody didn't raise their hand beside you, you can tell them, hey, you need some encouragement. <laughs> Everybody needs encouragement, right? Uh, there's so many things in life that can discourage us. Uh, the passage of scripture that we'll be going through tonight is 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 5. And uh, God, through his uh, divine inspiration, uh, used Paul to write this letter to the Corinthians. And Paul, uh, the Apostle Paul, was a person that knew a lot of discouragement, right? Uh, we see in the scriptures uh, that he was insulted. Uh, he had hardships. He went through hunger and thirst and cold nights. And, uh, you know, he was thrown in jail, right? He was a person that knew discouragement very well. But he found out something else, and he found a great encouragement for his life in the midst of all his discouragement, and that was his personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, let me read this passage of Scripture tonight. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. Have you had any problems this week? Are you facing any problems, any difficulties? Have you faced any this year? But sometimes problems and difficulties, uh, they could really weigh you down. Uh, you know, have you ever seen a, a vehicle that's uh, kind of weighed down so much, it looks like the axle's about to break? You know, sometimes things can come in our lives that uh, maybe we create ourselves, maybe we uh, didn't expect, but they're there and they're weighing us down and causing uh, affliction in our life. You know, the Apostle Paul and his team, they were doing the right thing and preaching the gospel. Uh, and uh, he, makes, he gives an account a little bit after this verse uh, of how he felt when he was ministering in Asia. And he said this, he said, uh, For we do not want you to be unaware, brothers, of the affliction we experienced in Asia. For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. That's pretty burdened down, right? But in that, in that problem that they were dealing with, Paul learned something very important. He learned not to rely on himself, but to rely on God. Can we rely on God is the question. Can we rely on God? Well, first you have to learn something about God, right? Who, who is God? And we, 
All through the Bible, we learn about God. All the way from the beginning, when we learn he's the creator, the Bible is revealing something about God. In this passage of scripture, uh, we learn something very important about God. We learn that God is committed to encouraging you and committed to encouraging me. That's who God is. He is a God who comforts. He is a God of mercy. He is a God that's always there. You know, when you get in a, a difficulty, that's the first thing you're asking. You're saying, hey, where is God? Does he even care, right? Does he even care about me? And the truth is, yes, he does. This passage of scripture says that God is the God of all comfort. That is, he's the very source of comfort. It's in his very character to comfort others. When we think of God, uh, yes, he is a God of justice. He is also a God of mercy, and he is a God who comforts others. When you look at this word comfort uh, in the original language, uh, you know, you, there, it could be translated comfort. It could be translated encouragement. It can be translated consolation. You know, when I, when I think about comfort and being comforted, the first thing that comes to my mind is food. <laughs> I to, you know, I, I like my food, you know what I'm saying? But uh, so I'm thinking mashed potatoes, gravy, some chicken, maybe, maybe a, a biscuit. You know, comfort food, right? I was asking somebody the other day, what do you think about, when you think about comfort, what comes to your mind? He said, a lazy boy. And I'll say, yeah, that's right. You're in lazy boy, you're watching some football, you got a Coke, Coca-Cola with some ice, some friends over, the brats and the burgers are going, and you're not even cooking them. Somebody else is cooking them, and you're comfortable, right? The thing in life is, is that sometimes God comforts us by removing our problem, and we are in that place where we're comfortable, where everything's going right. But there's other times uh, when God comforts us in a way where he encourages us and strengthens us so we can move through the problem to the other side. I've got a great uh, quote from, a, uh, he was actually a medieval uh, Christian thinker, Thomas Akempis. He wrote The Imitation of Christ, the devotional. He says, all comfort is vain and short, not so with God's comfort. It takes many forms, but can always match the suffering. God can deliver us out of affliction or encourage us in affliction so we can endure it. And if you're looking for somebody that you can count on, it's God. It's God. He can comfort you. He can take care of you. He can encourage you. Whether he helps remove the problem or that he gives you strength to move through it. You know, there was this, there was this guy, a married guy, a guy and his wife. And they, got, they had some problems. You know, they got in a, kind of an argument. That never really happens in anybody's marriage here, I'm sure. But uh, so they, they decided to give the silent treatment to one another. And, uh, and the guy realized, hey, I've got to go out on a business trip the next day. I need to make sure I wake up. So he writes a, he didn't want to break the silence first. So he writes a note to his wife. He says, please wake me up at 5 a.m. And, and sets it over on her nightstand. He goes to sleep, he wakes up in the morning, it's nine o'clock, he, he's missed his flight. And so he's so upset, 
He looks down on his nightstand, and there's a little piece of paper that says, uh, it's time to wake up. It's 5 a.m. <laughs> you know, we all have problems, right? We have marriage problems, or we might have financial problems. We can have health problems. Some problems we can have are, are really overbearing. You know, the loss of a loved one, uh, finding out that you have a terminal illness and things like that. And, um, and so the question is, you know, which problems can God help us with? Is there some limit to God when it comes to helping with problems? And this scripture tells us very clearly uh, that God's encouragement can match any difficulty. God's encouragement can match anything that you are going through. That's the great news we see in this passage. It says he's the father of mercy and the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our afflictions. All our afflictions. You know, that means, hey, there's no problem that's outside of God's reach to help encourage you. There's no problem that is too intense for God to encourage you in. He can match it. He could match whatever uh, problem that you're dealing with. He could match with the same intensity of encouragement. Paul talks about it in verse 5. He says, For we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. If you feel like you're going through an abundant amount of problems and you're overwhelmed and burdened down, God is there with an overwhelming amount of comfort and encouragement for you. And that is what the good news of the scriptures. You know, uh, <clears throat> when I was in college, I don't know if you can talk about boxing in church, but, uh, but man, Mike Tyson was good. You know, and I, I had one of my friend's dad, he would always rent the fights and, uh, you know, these guys would pay a lot of money and then the fight would be over in 20 seconds because Mike Tyson was so good. He would just knock people out, you know, right in, in the first 20 or 30 seconds. And you thought, man, nobody can match this guy. Nobody could match this guy. And then, uh, you know, came Evander Holyfield. And, uh, and I watched that fight and, and I thought Evander Holyfield was going down right away. But man, they just, he just met him. He matched him in Evander Holyfield to everybody's surprise, won the fight. You know, sometimes you may have a problem where, where you say, man, this could not be matched. But it can. God can match it. God can match it. You know, this year, uh, just on a personal level, I had a, um, <clears throat> I had a problem that was big, that I was uh, uh, related to my health. And uh, I just, man, it's got a way of really discouraging you. And I, I really got down. And, uh, and someone, was, uh, someone was praying for me. And they stopped by and visited with me. And they told me, they said, you know what? I just wanted you to know that God loves you. Man, that meant a lot. That meant a lot. That meant a lot to me. It kind of strengthened me. And, um, 
it, it really strengthened me. God works through people. You know, the body of Christ. That's one way he comforts other people. And so you think, you know, why, why, why would God comfort me in the first place? And what do I do with it? And, uh, and I think that scripture is very, this scripture here is very clear about that. It says uh, that God, the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction. You know, one of the reasons we see this comfort from God, we experience this comfort from God, is because he's wanting, to jo- he's wanting us to join his team in this. You know, you want to do ministry, you want to line up with what God's doing, you know, you want to make a difference, be an encourager. Comfort others just as God has comforted you. God wants us to encourage others. God wants us to encourage others. You know, we need to encourage people every day. We need to encourage people in our home. We need to encourage people at work. It's hard to encourage people at work, isn't it, sometimes? You know, you're all stressed out. You're trying to get some tasks done. Uh, You're behind most of the time on your tasks because there's so much you got to do. We got to take the time to speak a word of encouragement to people uh, because it's what God does. You know, you're at home, you're, you're trying to get everybody out for school in the morning, you know, you're, you're cleaning the yard, you're, you know, doing this project or that project. We can get so caught up in all the things we do, we forget the most important thing is people. We need to encourage people in our home. Uh, we need to encourage uh, you know, our wife or our husband in, in our marriages. We need, to, we need to encourage our spouse. We need to encourage people at church, don't we? You know, uh, your, your Sunday school, your connection group teacher, your pastor, the ministers, uh, fellow members, if somebody's uh, in the hospital, we need to make sure we're encouraging them. People need an encouraging word, and it's so important because that's what God does. You know, the question is, when you think about, when you think about God and how he is an encourager, that's who he is. And you think about, well, wow, he wants to encourage me. He wants to encourage me in anything, any problem that I'm dealing with. And you think, well, he wants me to join him in this encouragement too, you know? It's kind of an exciting thing. Uh, But the question is, like, how do you access this encouragement, this amazing encouragement of God? Um, You know, people try to access, they try to get comfort in a whole lot of different ways. You know, like I was saying earlier, comfort food, right? I mean, that's, you know, people find it in food, uh, all the way to some things that, you know, really aren't good, really aren't good for you. But Paul and his team, like I was saying earlier, they were in a place where they were burdened down. They were so burdened down, and they found something. They found something very special that they could rely on God. And I think uh, Paul, uh, God, 
and his divine inspiration through Paul gives us the answer of how to access uh, God's comfort in this passage. It says this. It says, For we share abundantly in Christ's suffering, so that through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. Paul and his team found the comfort of God through Christ. That is the way that they found it. You know, uh, Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. And, uh, and that's so important to know. You know, this, this amazing comfort of God, it's available, it's there. You just have to go through Christ. And so the question is, what does that mean, through Christ? Well, if, it's, if you're not a Christian, if, if you're an unbeliever, it means coming to that place where you're at the end of yourself. You know, I was, uh, I was a lifeguard once, a long time ago, and uh, there was uh, something they trained you. If somebody was drowning and you went out and tried to save them, that, that they would basically take you under because they're just struggling for their life. But if they get to the point where they're worn out, then, then you could grab a hold of them and pull them in. You know, we have a way of just struggling and struggling and struggling and, and just trying to find happiness and comfort in, in this life, and, and we can't find it because we're not going to God. And, and for the unbeliever, they have to come to a place where they could say, look, I can't work hard enough, be good enough uh, to be right with God. And, and they really have to bow their knee and say, you know, Jesus, I need you. You know, they have to acknowledge their sin. And then they have to look to Jesus. You know, the great gospel message uh, that's going out through all the world is that Jesus died for our sins. And so everything that we've done wrong, we look to him, what he did on the cross. He died for us to pay our penalty. And we have to realize that we know that's truth because he rose from the dead. You know, who rises from the dead? You know, we have eyewitness accounts of Jesus rising from the dead, and that tells us that the message that he brought and what he did is true. And it's when we come to, our, to the end of ourselves and we say, we need you, Jesus. I'm surrendering my life to you and I put my faith in your gospel and in you. And we make a commitment to Jesus. That's when we can find that comfort from God. And I encourage you today, if you haven't done that, we'll have an invitation time. Today is a great day for it. Give your life to Jesus. And for the believer, what does it mean? What does it mean? Uh, how do you access God as a believer? Well, you have it. You have it. You have the comfort of God. Uh, but sometimes, you, you know, if someone tries to comfort you, I know several times this year somebody asked if they could help me, and I said, no, no, I'm good. You know, uh, you, we get a little prideful sometimes, right? Honestly, sometimes we get a little prideful with God. We say, no, I don't need to read your word. I don't need to pray. Sometimes we're in a bad situation. We kind of get upset with God. Or we get upset with a problem and we just, we don't want anything to do with God. Encouragement from the believer comes from the word of God. It comes from Christian fellowship. It, it comes from prayer. It comes from just resting 
in, in that gospel message of Jesus Christ. And, and, and sometimes when we get in a problem, we want to walk away from all that for one reason or another. And, and, and what you will need to do to get back to that place where God's comforting you is move yourself into a place where you're accepting that comfort from God. Man, make a new commitment to get back in the Word. Make a new commitment to uh, be faithful to church make, and hear preaching. and Make a commitment to seek God in prayer and put yourself around uh, Christian people. Man, that's going to bring us back to that place where we're getting comfort. That's going to bring us back to that place where we're getting comfort. Have you surrendered it all to Jesus? Have you surrendered it all to Jesus? Whether an unbeliever or a believer. I heard a, a story about a guy who was a big evangelist, D.L. Moody, and he was preaching. And he got back, and, and uh, one of his friends asked him, you know, how did, how did the, the message go? And he said, well, two and a half people got saved. Two and a half people got saved. And he said, oh, two adults and one child? And he said, no, two children and one adult. The adult just gave half of his life to Jesus. You know, to really get this comfort, we've got to be like Paul and his team. We've got to give it all to Jesus our whole life. And uh, I want to give an opportunity for you tonight. Uh, if you've never given your life to Jesus, tonight is the night. And don't, don't waste another day. You know, if you're a Christian and you're, you've been going through uh, some struggles and you haven't really relied on God, and tonight is the night to come and pray and recommit your life to Jesus. There was a guy, his name was Polycarp, which is pretty impressive. Uh, man of God in, in early Christianity. He was going through a big problem because they were bringing him before the Roman council uh, because he was a Christian and they were going to put him to death. And as Polycarp was moving in, uh, the account says that he heard a voice from heaven that said, be strong, Polycarp, and play the man. When he came up to the Roman uh, pro-council, they asked him, they said, hey, reproach Christ and I will set you free. And Polycarp thought about it, and this is what he said. He said, 86 years have I served him, and he has done me no wrong. How can I blaspheme my king and my savior? Man, you can't go wrong with putting your life in the hands of Jesus Christ. I want to invite you to do that tonight.